0: Welcome to Retail's Most Wanted, the podcast that examines the latest issues related to organized retail crime and how retailers and policymakers are fighting against today's organized crime syndicates. I'm your host, Marty Carpenter. I'll be joined by the Director of the Loss Prevention Research Council, Dr. Reed Hayes. It's coming up in just a minute. But before we get to that, did you see this headline? Forbes posted a story recently under the headline, Danger in the Store, Retail Crime Makes Everyone a Potential Victim. Now the story points out that three big things all happened on September 26, just a few weeks ago. And those things pushed organized retail crime to the forefront of the national conversation like it really hasn't been ever before. The first thing that happened, the National Retail Federation released a rather dour report on the state of retail crime in the US. Second, Target announced it was closing nine stores, thanks in large part to mounting losses from ORC. And third, in Philadelphia, gangs looted Apple, Lululemon, Foot Locker, and GameStop stores. And the story also mentioned that everyone in the store, even customers who aren't robbed themselves, are in fact victims of ORC because it impacts how they look at future shopping incidents. There's sort of a level of trauma of being involved in something like this. So what do these incidents tell us about the current state of retail crime and what impact might it have on consumers' retailers and law enforcement moving forward. To make sense of all of this, we're going to be joined next by the renowned expert in the field, Dr. Reed Hayes, the director of the Loss Prevention Research Council. He's been studying this issue closely and he's going to be with us to share his thoughts right after this. Retail's Most Wanted is brought to you in partnership with the Attorney General Alliance where US State Attorneys General Collaborate on emerging legal issues and the rule of law at home and across borders. Learn more at agalliance.com. Retail's Most Wanted is brought to you in partnership with LVT, securing physical environments through intelligent automation. Learn more at lvt.com. That's lvt.com. Dr. Reed Hayes is the director of the Loss Prevention Research Council and a criminologist who leads an engineering research team at the University of Florida. He has over 30 years of hands on law enforcement, retail, and research based crime control experience in the U.S. and over 20 other countries. Dr. Reed, thanks so much for spending some time with us today.
1: My pleasure. I'm excited. All right, let's start here.
0: For our audience that may not be as familiar with it, will you tell us a little bit about? What the Loss Prevention Research Council is and what your mission is.
1: Sure. This is the 23rd year of the uh, LPRC, the Loss Prevention Research Council, Um, a coalition now of 90 major retail corporations. Um, uh, We started out with 10 in 2000, and we're at 90 now and growing. as well as 125 uh, leading solution partners, including LVT. right? And so uh, with the retail associations and others, we work year-round on reducing theft, fraud, and violence, uh, but using real and rigorous research and development.
0: And I've seen some of your work highlighted on 60 Minutes, and uh, you're sort of the leader in this. Uh, The LPRC, one of the things I found interesting, you've developed sort of a bowtie model, for lack of a better term for it. Uh, we'll put it on the screen so our uh, audience can take a look at this if you're watching on the video. Uh, this, this describes the retail crime prevention and control process with sort of broken down into zones of influence extending from before, during and after the crime. I'm wondering if you could just kind of walk us through generally how that relates to the prevention and control of retail crime and what are the key components of this model that people should understand?
1: Sure, Marty. Um, this goes back again just over twenty years ago, and I tried to adapt uh, a concept we call crime scripting, right? Think about a a, a bacteria or a virus has to uh, be in, has to initiate somehow, and uh, there's a genesis, but then it's going to progress, and so the same thing with a criminal offender, and at the end of the day, every crime attempt, every event. Is, is an individual or a crew, but it's an individual that's making a series of selfish choices, decisions as they move through space and time to victimize another person, right? Could be in the moment, could be over time that they do this, but they're moving toward and then they victimize. And so uh, we call that the, the five zones. They are doing things before they get to a parking area. They're doing things as they uh, approach and move through that parking lot. That's zone four, five is beyond uh, zone three is the transition into and out of the, the space, the interior, um, and then uh, the entire interior space, by the way. Two, zone two is that proximity area around the target, and, and zone one's the target. That could be a person. It could be inv- uh, inventory, merchandise. It could be cash. Um, it could be a truck. It could be whatever. But in our case, let's talk about, let's say, tied pods on a shelf in a store. Um, so uh, five is approaching the parking area four is in the parking. Uh, Three, of course, is a store. Two is that area right around the Tide Pods and Tide Pods would be one, right, the target. So we now enhance that, though, back in February of 2023. um, We did a big tabletop, 31 chains, 46 executives, eight law enforcement agencies came together in Gainesville, uh, Florida, at the labs, on campus, and we conducted a a really unique tabletop with them. But, But going in for that, preparing, we decided, you know what, what happens in that, let's say, store in this case or parking lot uh, didn't start there. And unless the offender's caught uh, or killed uh, during the attempt, it's probably not going to end there. They're going to move on and convert stolen goods to cash, for example, uh, and maybe go on to harm another place, right? So we use the bow tie, um, and that means the left of the bow tie, if you're looking at it, is is uh, pre-event, post- Uh, is right, right? So left a bang, at bang, and right a bang, if you will. Yeah.
0: How can retailers take proactive steps in each of these zones? Is there something they can do
1: proactively in each of the zones to reduce the risk of retail crime? No, I mean, great question. So I I think obviously what we want to do is not only influence behavior which is where we started with the zones of influence, obviously. But we need to sense those behaviors, right? So if somebody's online doing things, that's better to, to know about that and see if we can change their mind before they initiate, right? Uh, if that doesn't happen, maybe uh, them and their vehicle are somehow on a data set or database that's shared. Um, and maybe with that vehicle, that individual approaches or enters our parking area, uh, LVT, we've got LIDAR, radar, thermal, uh, but even facial feature matching and license plate recognition, right? So maybe that vehicle, its characteristics and so on, the individuals, the offenders, and maybe their crime tools like a weapon or a crowbar might be sensed as they approach or enter that parking area, zone four, right? So that's getting proactive uh, because now we may sense gunshots, but once that happens, we're, we've are got a problem, right? So if we can sense the gun, but better yet, so sense the individual before they produce the gun, better yet, maybe we see them and can deal with them before they even come into the park yeah. to that area, right?
0: Even the reactive portion of that diagram can be proactive, I would imagine, if you're thinking through a recovery review and refinement of actions. Um, how does that um, help with reduce the likelihood of future retail crime incidents? Can you give us maybe some specific examples of successful approaches to how that refinement and review has helped in the overall approach as you start to start that cycle again.
1: No, that's a good point. I think uh, we even have the bow ties back to back, right? We're showing current victim or let's say victim one and then future victim or victim two, right? So what we're trying to do is obviously detect and deter, disrupt the offender before they can really harm victim one. But let's say they do, uh, what can we do to reduce the harm at during that contact or while they're kinetic or maybe afterwards? But also what we what can we collect about the offender So that we can pass that on so the victim too knows about that but also we can maybe tie together if it's a serial offender multiple places that they've victimized instead of just that one event now we have better cases we can maybe take these people out of circulation so they can't they can't harm that same place or another place
0: i know you talk about a more orchestrated or integrated approach to security what does an integrated approach entail and how can retailers better focus their efforts, in your opinion?
1: Now, I think integration is not just a concept, right? I mean, it's it's for real. It's, everything's gotta be interoperable where we can. So that just means uh, integrating, obviously, sensors that are picking up digital, aural, and visual signatures or signals, You know, the features and, and emissions from an offender and their stuff, um, that needs to be integrated. Uh, that needs to be integrated with deterrent tools. They're more precise. Right, and so again, if we're integrating and uh, in, uh, retailers with each other and with their law enforcement partners, that's where it starts. Uh, this this place picked up this guy, and they're handing it off. The next guy. We had an active shooter in Jacksonville, Florida, ninety minutes from our lab the other day. Where that it's now known that that active shooter that killed people in a Dollar General had previously just been in a Dollar Family Dollar, excuse me, store, and then it uh, got out and was putting his vest on at a, at a historic black college, that didn't look good. He then went to the Dollar General and created that tragedy. So is there a way to integrate to earlier sense and warn warn and inform each other? Yeah.
0: So you mentioned then that organized retail crime, rather than just being theft, can create fear. Can in, it can include injury or even worse, someone being shot and killed. Can you help us understand the mindset and tactics of these groups when it comes to whether that they just don't care about that and that's collateral damage, or are they trying to avoid those type of things to make their operations run smoother? What kind of insight do you maybe have on the mindset of these groups?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is all the above, you can imagine. I mean, some of them don't even think about or consider any of those things. Uh, don't think beyond their nose if even that far out. You know, the future orientation is pretty pretty limited, but, but others do think about that kind of thing. So um, I, I think in this case, Um, what we're trying to do is uh, have something for everybody, but you can't do everything, right? Uh, A blood pressure pill, the best, maybe highly efficacious, but maybe only 60 or 70% of patients are going to get the response that the physician wants. And I think the same thing here. There are differential responses by these people. Um, And so we do our best to deter them generally. If they don't get deterred that time, maybe they're specifically deterred again. Maybe they run their mouths out there online and with their buddies on the block. Um, So we're trying to trying to have a good mix of things because the offenders are all over the place.
0: Given the complexity of predicting and preventing retail crime, what role does sophisticated intelligence and information sharing play in the fight against ORC? Similar to what's done, I I don't know, I would think maybe in a counterterrorism type effort.
1: Well, it's huge. And we, we can all see the current tragedy unfolding over in Israel, right in the Middle East, where the most sophisticated intelligence probably group in the world with all kind of uh, human and human intelligence, uh, elint and everything else, they get, uh, didn't pick up or didn't either didn't connect the dots, but or maybe didn't even collect all the right dots. Right. So it's the same thing here that we've got to know and define and the right people need to know and be able to act. Uh, in in a timely way. And so that's the same thing, whether it's a theft, fraud or violence or all the above. We've got to we've got to we've got to know and we've got to share. I'll
0: get you out of here on this. Could you maybe share with us any success stories or best practices from your work at the Loss Prevention Research Council that retailers or law enforcement, uh, law enforcement agencies, anyone listening to the show or watching the show today can learn when tackling the challenge of retail crime?
1: Well, I think right now what we're doing is, I mean, we can take the LVT platforms. That's the success out there influencing offenders because we're, we're interviewing them. Plus, we've done the measurements in the access uh, uh, project as well as now down in Port St. Lucie. We've done them here in Gainesville, Florida, where we've measured the efficacy of these things um, as a deterrent and disruptive tool. Um, but we don't just measure the effect, by the way, on the red act of the bad guy also the green actor, the person you want to be there. And we're seeing that kind of efficacious uh, results. We're getting the impacts that we want with very minimal uh, negative side effects, right? But in the store, uh, in that zone too, that proximal area, these uh, public view monitors, particularly putting small ones in there, we, we kind of came up with that concept uh, just almost 10 years ago now, got a fabricated one in a CVS store, measurements look great, put them in Best Buy, put them in Home Depot and so on started getting and then large randomized experiments uh, out there, uh, eight to be exact. Uh, so we can, we've got some successes. We've got some wins. Again, no silver bullet, right? But it's got to be precision. It's got to be integrated solution sets is, is what's going to happen. And that's going to have to take place by partnering with each other uh, at the same time.
0: Dr. Hayes, thank you for your work fighting back against organized retail crime
1: and for taking some time to join us today. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, Marty, and I appreciate the opportunity.
0: That's it for this episode of Retail's Most Wanted. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, LVT and the Attorney General Alliance. Don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so you can catch each new episode. We drop one about every two weeks. We're also all over the social media, and our links are in the show notes below. Thanks for being with us, everyone,
1: and keep up the good fight.